Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Knights of Evening Star, our Cormier Kingdom Management campaign here on Wizards D&D. I am your Dungeon Master, Mark Sherlock Humes, Dungeon Master of High Rollers. You may also know me as Kaliana on Critical Role. And I am joined by four fabulous, fantastic friends uh, this... Oh, it's not Friday. Tuesday, uh, I have with me Mika Burton, uh, Anna Prosser, Nate Sharp and Shady Penguin. I, I never used his real name. It's just Shady Penguin to me. Uh, uh, welcome, friends. How are you all on this fine week? Are we all well? I'm having a bit of an identity crisis, but I'm doing well, I guess. Why are you having an identity crisis, Shady Penguin? Because I'm just a penguin to you, man. I thought, <laughs> I thought that bridge. That's Whoa. like your whole handle. I like. I that's. I, it's, it's just that's the name. It's like. Do you want? Do you prefer Jonathan? I can say Jonathan. But... No, don't say that. Sounds gross. I just want to know that somewhere. <laughs> that's gross. I just want to know that somewhere inside, I am Jonathan to you. But you are. inside, <sighs> you all are. right. That's fine. Inside. That's perfect. I promise. I promise. What am I to you? To me or to Jonathan? <laughs> Either one. Either one. The wonderful Anna, beloved, uh, uh, sweet Anna, uh, nah, always. Dang. You're 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 a VeggieTales uh, entrepreneur in my mind. A VeggieTales entrepreneur? Yeah, it means that it, someday you will own a business that relates to vegetables, um, <laughs> and they may or may not have the ability to speak. You know, if you like to talk to tomatoes, that's all I'm saying. If a squash can make you smile, right. Exact. Mika's picking up what I I'm got you. I'm picking up planting in the down. garden. Which, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Okay, right. Moving very swiftly. Did anyone watch this show? What are we doing? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. This is uh, a right, guys. D and D. Yeah. 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 No, this is going to be another uh, another podcast stream where we just don't talk and don't actually play a game for 20 minutes, and then we might squeeze in some D and D right at the end. Oh, it's a cool. podcast. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, if it's yeah. a podcast, well, let, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you. Go on, let me Nate. ask you this. Let me. Can, can I? Can I ask you something? Oh let me ask yeah, you, you something. can ask. Yeah, go on. Can yeah, hit yeah, me up. Let me ask you something. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Can I? <laughs> What a beautiful podcast impression. Um, but we are actually here to play some Dungeons & Dragons. Oh, shit. Uh, we are actually going to do that. Uh, if you've never joined us before, uh, this whole stream, the concept of it is that these four wonderful players are playing either nobles or very high-up advisors um, who are running a small village in the land of Cormir, which is set in the Forgotten Realms. It's a little part of the Forgotten Realms that doesn't get explored very much. You're used to Baldur's Gate and Waterdeep and upcoming Icewind Dale, uh, but Cormir is a little bit further away, and it's a land of knights and mages. Um, it is a kind of much more Arthurian kind of knights, uh, you know, medieval England sort of vibe. Um, uh, and who better to run it than an actual genuine genuine Englishman? Um, what? That's, that's not a fake accent you've been putting on this entire time? I know. I could just be generic American dungeon master if you would prefer. <laughs> you made me choke. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was very pleased with that. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> generic Hello, American everyone. dungeon master. Hello. I am here to run Dungeons and Dragons for you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is this a movie phone? Do I press four if I want to see Spider-Man? Press four if you would like to cast Magic Missile. I want to file a complaint. I'm in this joke and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, I, I have had to suffer through a lot of American people doing bad English accents in D&D, so I'm afraid that you are going to have to suffer with me doing some American accents at some that's point. That's totally so fair, actually. I think that's fair. I yeah. think that's very fair. Um, shall I give you a little recap on what happened last time? Does that sound nice? Does that sound good? Excellent. Yes. Uh, so, 
Our beloved nobles awoke to a brand new day in the fledgling village of Evening Star, and very big conversations were had over breakfast. Uh, Dusk, the party seneschal, uh, brought several key decisions that needed to be made for the party, as well as some initial funding developments uh, that were based upon. Um, the party had a very big discussion about the values of decorating their keep and themselves in finery and whether that was valuable or not. Uh, they also returned a, number, a large amount of money to the local populace that had been taken by some bandits. They set aside funds to repair their keep um, as well as set up a library um, and purchase a, a, a range of furniture and decorations. Our nobles also decided to head out into the village to meet several of the locals, specifically to resolve an issue with a local bakery and to meet with the inn owner, which has now been ruined. Uh, investigating the bakery, a local argument between two family, families and their teenage children, uh, has ended with the party discovering the identity of a thief, a large, vicious tresem, a flying cat, who has leapt into the air upon its discovery and left the party in uh, a very uh, strange and quite normal situation. Uh, not exactly the high stakes uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, a matter to be resolved nonetheless. Please refer um, to the Tresem by their given name. What is their given name? This is Small an unnamed Dave. Small Dave. I see Remember? very well. Small Dave the Tresem, the flying <laughs> cat. Um, so to set the scene, you are all currently in the home of the Short Sheaf family, uh, which is a family of halflings that run wheat farms in the village. Uh, and after interrogating young Aaron, uh, a human teenager that belongs to the Baker family, uh, about whether he stole a necklace, you necklace you saw leaping from out of a window uh, of one of the side rooms um, and out into the garden, a very large, grey, mangled, dirty-furred tressim. Uh, it looks larger than some of the other breeds you've seen, with a particularly mean, scowling face. Uh, and it has leapt up into the air uh, with something shiny caught between its teeth. Um, and it is flying away. Uh, there is also the halfling woman, the, the matriarch of the fam family, uh, whose name I'm going to look into now. Somewhere. <laughs> um, I've got that information written down. Yadri is her name. Um, and she is the one who believes that Aaron had stolen this necklace uh, before you guys arrived. So my question is, my dear players, my dear friends, what would you like to do? I'm going to run after Small Dave. <laughs> okay. How far away uh, is Small Dave? So imagine you guys are in kind of like a, a kind of Bilbo Baggins hobbit-sized uh, living room. Um, you've entered through the main door. The Tressim has leapt out the back and you're looking at it through a window and it is flying off to the north of the village, basically. So it's further uh, than 30 feet away. It is further than 30 feet away, and it's outside of the building as well. Gotcha. So, uh, well, so you see Agnes runs back out the main door and begins making her way around the building. But what do Marcel, Tarkel, and uh, Azara do? I'm going to follow her and okay. uh, preemptively cast Mage Hand and try and like claw game at the Tressum. Sure. Preparing that to try and grab small Dave yeah. when you when you emerge. Okay. What about Marcel and Tarkle in this? I, uh, I think I think Tarko would take take off after as well. Pretty much as soon as Agnes I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, uh, we'll get that. And then he'll just run out. Okay. Marcel just kind of watches them go out the door <laughs> and then turn back into the family and just 
sit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a, you can see there's a small like kind of dining table with drinks and breakfast. Uh, Aaron, this kind of um, blonde, sandy, strawberry blonde haired teenager uh, that had taken a bit of a shine to Marcel, kind of looks at Marcel, looks at everyone running out, looks towards the window. Oh, it's probably the cat that took it, isn't it? And then he just sort of like sits down next to Marcel uh, as a lot of panic and furor uh, erupts. The three of you who rush outside, um, it takes you, you know, being rushing to the, the door, heading out and then making your way around the building. By the time you do that, you can see that the Tresim has just flown in a direction, heading towards a small area of woodland. Um, it's probably about 150 feet away uh, at this point as it's just whoosh, rushed as you've been making your way around the building. But you can see clearly where it's flying to. Um, you also notice, Agnes, you were the first one to run out as you do. Uh, Elissa, your half-orc knight bodyguard, kind of immediately snaps to attention, her armor clanking. She's like, lady, what's wrong? Uh, and begins chasing after you, drawing her weapon. I, I'm like... We can't let him get away. And I don't mention that it's a trust. It's a cat. Yeah. So <laughs> she just full pelt draws the blade and is like doo, 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 stomping after you, uh, trying to keep pace. Um, some sort of criminal she's kind of calling out to you as you No, don't running. spook him. Put your sword away. She's like, like begins sheathing it as well, but looks very confused. Um, I'm gonna... But yeah, you guys can see the creature because you know what you're looking for Alyssa doesn't uh as it is flying into this wooded area and yeah you've got about 150 feet between you I want to cast speak with animals okay. and yell sure. wait okay. small Dave <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 um Which so you cast small that on Dave yourself is like I know that it's a traditional way of greeting this Tressum right okay yeah absolutely definitely <laughs> Uh, you shout out, I mean, you know what? Give me a persuasion check with disadvantage. As disadvantage? This is, this is a very grumpy Tressim. This is a very angry, very tomboy, like tomcat Tressim, basically. Mm, with disadvantage, I only got nine. So you kind of shout out like, hey, stop! And you're kind of calling out to him. You do see the Tressim kind of cocks its head as it's flying away, these big kind of feathery wings, gray feathery wings flapping around it. And you swear it glares at you. It just is like... And then begins flying away further. Um, just the light catching whatever is in its mouth. Um, what's everyone else doing? Um, so it doesn't say how far of the range of the friends spell is, but is it too far to cast friends on? Friends, 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 duration. It says range area self. Yeah, because you're casting on yourself. So you have advantage on charisma checks directed at one creature of your choice that isn't hostile towards you. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that will But it can't understand me. That's the problem, yeah, Mm. it is interesting. Oh, I should have cast speak with animals on you. I mean, well, as far as you know, it doesn't understand you. These these are sort of they're beasts, but they are you know they they they're magical beasts. They have right. things. They, I'll you know, I'll yeah. take a chance. It's a cat strip, so I'll cast friends on myself. And, and as then, I'm trying to still crane game at it, even though I'm far away, I'm like, excuse me, please land. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, make a make a make a persuasion check, but this time you would have advantage because of the friend spell. Uh, God, that's a that's a two and a four. <laughs> a six, though, so ten total. 
10 total 10 so you see um the cat does sort of like slow its movement it kind of looks back sees this swiping draconic claw uh and then it just kind of like and continues flying towards the woodland uh, and you see it uh, as as you guys are casting spell tackle you're still kind of like chasing after them with it uh Alyssa now sees what you're all doing and sort of rolls her eyes and sighs as she realizes that you are chasing after a flying cat um, and just begins lightly jogging to keep up, uh, not really putting in too much more effort. Um, but you do see, Tarkle, that this thing flies into the wood. It's, it's like a small trail, like a woodland area, uh, and it lands and it scatters into the bushes, uh, likely trying to find somewhere to hide. Um, and yeah, anything else? I need to get dice, I just realized. Mark really thought this was a podcast tonight. He just didn't even bring his dice. No, I literally, they're just behind me, so I always forget to get them. But yeah, because um, I need to make a check for once. Um, uh, do we know about Tressum? Like, are they usually docile? Will they attack when provoked? Like, are... um, Yeah, you, you vaguely know. Tressum are, are common in Cormier as like pets and things like that. Okay. Um, docile is a strange word like if if you raised a tressim like a house cat yeah, yeah it'd be docile it'd be the same wild tressim would be like wild cats you know they would protect themselves they would you know probably run away more than try and fight they're not particularly hardy creatures um i think azara would know one of the kind of key there's two key benefits that tressim have a lot of nobles keep tressim in cormir one because they have the ability to detect invisible creatures um, they can actually sense invisible creatures around them. That. Uh, the other one is that they can sense whether a, a, a substance has poison um, by tasting it, touching it, or smelling it. I so a lot, want of, a lot of nobles keep them as yeah, like a security. That's what I'm measure, saying. Basically. Yeah. I just wanted one because it's a flying cat. I yeah. want one. This is but just they're actually useful. <laughs> yeah, they're actually useful. Um, I'm I'm continuing to run after it, sure, and now yeah. I'm just going to start. Kitty, kitty. That's that's um, persuasion with advantage to a cat. You have to admit that. <laughs> well, it is currently dashed into the underbrush, so we'll see if you can find it to try and lure it out when you when you arrive. I'm assuming Tarkle, you are going to continue pursuit, and Azara, you as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, do we come upon this bush? Uh, you will do. I'm just going to check in, Marcel. Uh, you are currently sat down in this, you know, very quaint, very pleasant, uh, homely farmhouse uh aaron sort of like sits down uh and he's kind of looking out the window watching the three of four of them i guess run after this tressim uh yadri folds her arms well i suppose it could have been that thing stealing my sister's necklace but are you sure it wasn't this boy i mean your magister didn't seem to be particularly involved in her spell casting or whatever it was Oh, that's to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's talking. At, well, she's talking at you. Whether Marcel is cares, that's up to you. Marcel's just. If that thing took it, then this was a colossal waste of time. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose for you, it. it uh, no, yes, you're right. It is actually supposed to uh, quite a colossal waste of time. Would you like some tea, Minister? She just sort of begins making her way towards the kitchen. Mm. 
yes, I'll bring it out then. Extra sugar that you seem, I think you could use it. Uh, and then she goes tottering off into the kitchen. Uh, meanwhile, the two teenagers, Yadri's uh, daughter, halfling daughter and Aaron, are just both staring at you in that awkward teenagers who find somebody really cool way where they're just kind of, they don't want to speak, but they're just like, oh, this guy's so cool. Arcel's literally like sitting motionless, looking at no one, just like eyes forward and just waiting for whatever nonsense is happening to kind of resolve itself. <laughs> well, speaking of that nonsense, uh, <laughs> the, the three of you and Alyssa approach this woodland area. And yeah, you can see that this is, you know, there's scatterings of trees. There's a few bushes and shrubs. It's like a little woodland trail that leads into the hills. Um, and yeah, there's, there's no visible sign uh of uh the tressim except agnes one thing you do notice is that uh because your perception your passive perception is quite high right like it is 22 holy oh. crap observant I have a feet, feet is for that very very strong you notice kind of stepping in and having spent time amongst nature whilst the others are kind of looking around um you notice that uh along the kind of lower branches almost trying to hide the, the fact like that it would be able to fly lower branches of trees several of them have broken off that indicate the way that the the tresim has passed and you think that that might be a trail like you you can spot where it's kind of moved through and stuff like that um into the woodland and you can hear that gentle kind of like rustling of of dirt and leaves as if something is prowling around in the bushes nearby considering uh, go on considering that i know that Azara can maybe grab either the necklace or the tressim. Mm -hmm. Can I indicate to her where I hear the oh, yeah, noise yeah. coming from? It's there. Uh, just kind of whispering <laughs> and pointing. Um, Elissa, while you're doing that, Elissa looks at Tarkle and kind of whispers under her breath, like, why exactly are we chasing after this tressim, Lord Crown Silver? We're trying to fix some problems in the town. For some reason, this cat is the source. So. <laughs> The ailment. Very well, very well. <laughs> she just kind of like nods. Uh, she, you see, as you're trying to move, um, Elissa is kind of moving with you, and she's wearing plate armor. She's wearing full plate armor. Uh, so I'm going to see how quiet she can be. Um, as she begins moving, you do hear like a like a kind of large branch under her plated boot just, and she just looks down and winces, and then stops moving. Um, I, think I might be giving the game away. She whispers. After Agnes points it out where the Tressa might be, I want to cast Minor Illusion to have mm -hmm. like the scent of of freshly charred fish. Ooh. Oh. Uh, kind of waft in in our direction, but still have still have the uh, the claw ready to go, kind of like positioned above, sure, uh, hoping sure, that the. I'm also will. still doing. <laughs> Uh, as you go, you Agnes, you can tell that the the where the the bushes where this thing is hiding, it is making its way towards this scent being drawn to it, but it's still very very cautious. You can see that the noises of Alyssa breaking the branch, the fact that it's being pursued has got it on its edge, and it's being very very careful in its movements as it slowly makes its way around. You can almost see kind of a faint outline shape of this big gray you know, shaggy-furred cat making its way through the undergrowth. But the gonna, smell is definitely luring it. I'm going to try to flank the Tressum on the other okay. side from Azara with a sure. grapple prepped, just in okay. case. 
Give me a um, give me a stealth check just to see if you can kind of move into position. I have pass without trace. What does that do? Uh, is a plus ten to stealth checks and hides your tracks. Do I? If you would like, like a... to cast a second level spell to catch a tressim, <laughs> I am all for it. <laughs> Let me check my my pass. Uh, my stealth is pretty good. I'm just gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna do. Oh no. I'm gonna cast guidance on myself. And I'm going to say like, shh. <laughs> and then I'm going to be able to add a D4 to my stealth check. You certainly are. Uh, when you cast Guidance, there are like uh, verbal and components to Guidance. So you kind of have like little incantations that you have to whisper to yourself as you like, and I'm going to be really quiet now. Because <laughs> 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 there is like a verbal component. But yeah, you cast Guidance on yourself. Uh, and then give me a yeah. stealth check. Uh, well... I already got a 16, even without the guidance. Okay. But I will add the D4 just for fun. That adds a sure. four. Okay, four. So, so 20. 20 total. Mm -hmm. uh, Tarkle, what's Tarkle doing? Uh, if I see uh, everyone else making moves, I'm, I think Tarkle's just going to put his hand out to keep Alyssa from moving anymore since she stepped on that yeah. branch. I think that was his immediate reaction. Just like, just like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as you begin making your way, uh, Azara, you've kind of got yourself in position. You can you can now start to see this shape in the bushes. You're not quite sure it's the exact location, but you have a vague idea of where it is to try and make a grab. And you can see Agnes has kind of stealthily moved behind it, and you're now on either side of this creature. Um, I also want to re up my friends, and I want to I want to kneel down really gently and and try and be like, it's okay, we have fish, and see if it'll if it'll come closer. Do you ever okay. go over that? <laughs> uh you would need to roll uh once when you cast the friends it would cancel the minor illusion because they're both concentrated mm, nope then i won't cast friends i'll just i'll just normal okay i'll normal has and it been longer note, than a there minute is a, there is a side effect of friends when it wears off so, right uh so as you do this agnes you see you're kind of getting ready to think and then the shape launches towards azara uh, like quick as uh, spit, almost knowing that you're sense, like sensing that you're behind it, it flies forwards up into Azara's face and hair. Uh, what's well, your AC, Azara? Fifteen. Fifteen. You narrowly manage to get your hands up as this cat comes <laughs> and it flies out. Uh, just its face twisted in anger and hatred uh, as it tries to like claw at your hair and things like that. Uh, can you make a strength check for me with Azara? Check or saving throw? Just check. Uh, so this would just be a check. So just okay. just plus your strength modifier. Uh, that's a uh, 19 because it's 19. Yeah. So you actually managed to get a grip on this thing as it's just like, and it's trying to like claw at your face and it's trying to fly over your head as it does it. But you managed to get your hands on it as it's just hissing and spitting and claws are flying everywhere. Dude, actually, if a cat had wings and you could hold it like folded up like a chicken, that would be so much safer than It'd with all like, the claws out and like stuff. A you know? Yeah, a little like... cocoon. Uh, this thing's like it's like a bat in your face, and you're like, ah. Well, I'm cursing, cursing out a storm because I don't know is safe for Twitch. So I'll have the uh, the mage hand kind of yoink it by the gruff, okay, and and just... hold it above me. I'm just like. Just it like so you. fucking furious. And, as a point, this Tressim Azara hates your guts. And as uh, a point, I hate it back. Yeah. So I uh, hope it feels it. 
but Agnes, you see this, and Agnes, I think being the druid that you are and being super observant, this thing has not had an easy life. It is covered in scars. It's four. It's one of its eyes is completely scarred over. Like it's oh, just had like baby. big scars down its face, and it's only got one eye. Um, you can see it's all beaten up. It looks like it's had to live off the land, so it's skinny, but in that muscular way where it's all kind of lean muscle and bones. Um, and it's currently got in its mouth this little, um, like silver charm bracelet, uh, and it is just like kind of kicking around, uh, desperately. I want to try with all of my animal charm <laughs> to, to just like, it's okay, sweetie, it's okay, like calm it down. I want to use animal handling, sure, go for it. This is what I play D&D for. Spends 40 <laughs> minutes charming a flying cat. 26. 26. So I think that like, it, Azara's still got it by the scruff of the neck and you can see the kind of fight or fight in it, right? This thing is currently in, I am being threatened. I'm going to fight and this person's used magic on me and I don't like it. But you also know that this is a smart creature. This isn't just like a beast. This thing, you can see intelligence and cunning like in its eyes like this thing you suspect it's probably as smart as a person like this thing has a real sentience about it um and you reach out to it and and, you know sensing that there's no threat from you sensing that it's being caught you see it kind of like resigns itself kind of grumbles um but it stops fighting it kind of lets its limbs go limp and it looks in your direction and you almost think for a second that it's like looking at you like not sorry, but it looks um, guilty in a sense, or like <clears throat> it just wants to be let go. You know, it's just like mm, I just want to eat. Leave me alone. I just wanted something shiny. Uh, well, I still have speak with animals, so I'll be like, "Are you okay?" That's true. Can you? Okay, you can they speak back to you? It speaks of speak with. Animals? I think so. Let me double check. Sure. Yeah, you gain the ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with beasts for the duration, which is ten minutes. Sure. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so, um, yeah, when you speak to him, it's just... I wanted, just wanted to take the shiny thing to my other shiny things. Why have you... you been, like, tell this tell things. this sorcerer to let me go. I don't like it. Well, see, but that's not your shiny thing, is it? They shouldn't leave it. I saw it. They weren't looking after it. Do you like it's shiny things? I, I like it. It's the... Uh, other people collect things. I want things. That's that's totally fair. But see, they the thing is that food they food if they want it back. Oh, what kind of food do you like? Fish, meat. Mm. I like fish and meat. Well, look, we have not only fish and meat, but also lots of shiny things at our keep. And you seem like a smart, capable Tressim. Would you like smart. to come back and check out our keep and maybe even stay there with us forever? Uh, you want to keep me prisoner? Lots no, of, no, no. Lots of humans and elves want to keep me prisoner, but uh, I am the king of the wilds here. These are my woods and my fields. Well, These if you're a king, then you should live in the keep, shouldn't you? Mm, you are wise. Mm, you are very wise. Elves are wise. You are old, like me. Mm. I I bow respectfully. Mm, you know how to speak with me very well. <laughs> tell tell your tell your witch to let me down. Tell the witch to put me down. Azara, it's okay. 
To the rest of you, this sounds like chattering like knowing what I know about Tressum, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bargain. Uh Lady Crown Silver, I'll I'll put this cat down if if he knows of another friend that would like to come back with us as well, possibly live in a library. Your your highness king of the forest. Um, my uh, I am known colleague. as One Eye. What's that? I am known as One Eye. King One Eye. Mm, I good. my my colleague. The witch. Like to know if any of your retinue will be joining us. I understand us. her. I understand oh. your tongue. Oh. I cannot speak it, but I understand what you say. Oh well, that's lovely. You heard mm. her then. I did. I know there are many, there are many Tressim who fly these fields and fly these woods. They are weak, soft. The other humans give them sweets and cakes whenever they visit. They do not have to hunt as one eye has. There are mm. some. There are some. I shall find her the weakest, most pathetic Tressim to serve her. That One that shall not one that shall not rival me for the meats and the fish. Mm, yes, to be coddled. That, yes. that, yes. Not like you. Mm, indeed. The one-eyed king knows how it is to survive. <laughs> we must return this trinket to the people you took it from, but we have much nicer shiny things at the keep where we're going. Very well. I will collect my others, though. I have stored several others nearby. You may follow, Elf. You, you, you have shown respect. You, you may follow. The other one may follow. The quiet one, the one <laughs> in the metal. She must stay with the witch. <laughs> I'm much obliged, uh, Azara. Very he, well. he wants you to stay here while we go see the other shiny things. Sure, and I'll just wave the dragon claw away. He looks up at Azara, and Azara. You, there's a brief flicker where if, if a cat could make a facial expression, this cat looks so smug at you. <laughs> it gives you a real like, ah, And I'll look down one. at him and be like, and if you want any of the fish from the kitchen, you're going to have to make nice with me. <laughs> and I'll go <laughs> back at him. Your witch does not scare me. Her tricks, I have seen many of her tricks before. And he just begins prodding, you know, you know, making his way through the, the scrubland. Follow me, elf. Uh, Agnes, uh, uh, would, do you want me to come? This yeah, is I all... motion to you, follow. Uh, Alyssa, stay, stay here with Azara. Very well, Baron. And she, uh, Alyssa looks over at Azara and mouths, what are we doing? <laughs> Very important. The two of you share a moment. Yeah, um, <laughs> just frustration. Um, Agnes and Tarkle, you he basically, uh, one eye leads you to a small little nest um, nestled in a hollowed out, like an old tree stump. And you can see that part of it's been hollowed out. And inside, there's actually kind of a like mixture of like scraps of cloth and things like that. But hidden amongst it, there are actually some various items not anything of particular like value but there is a a small silver necklace uh with a holy symbol of chanta uh chanti which is one of the gods of forgotten realms um 
There is an assorted uh, assorted pouches and mills of cooking spices. Um, there is a small leather bound like book, like a little uh, little leather book, um, which has an illustration of a uh, very underdressed man and woman on the front. Mm. Um, uh, and then there is a single card from a three dragon ante set which depicts a silver dragon on it um and he's gathered them up and has arranged them like in a neat pile in the center of this nest basically yes these are my treasures you may you may carry them for me bring ah, me to my castle thank you king one eye of course i gather them up i yeah. i won't be able to understand you much longer so i apologize when i can no longer understand your speech but i will do ah, my your best. wisdom is limited but we will speak again we will speak again the mm. the necklace the silver the silver collar he calls it he doesn't call it a necklace he calls it a collar <laughs> the silver collar there i took from the same house as this one that he indicates the charm in his mouth you may return it to them but i wish to have food from them they must pay for it i understand mm. And he nods. Uh, and then right. he just sort of trails behind you. In fact, he'll probably fly up and land on Agnes's shoulders. Uh, and he'll sit on your shoulder. He stinks, Agnes. He stinks so bad. Um, he smells of filth and dirt uh, and just poop. Uh, and just bad. He stinks really bad. His fur's Agnes all matted. tries not to breathe. <laughs> Can't um, let him yeah. know. Sure. Uh, and then I'm assuming you make your way back to uh, the short sheaf farmhouse. Yeah, and once we pass the Zara, I'm like, do you know prestidigitation? Uh, I, I also catch a whiff of it. I'm like, oh, 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 good lord. Um, and I'll I'll cast minor illusion in front of our noses, and it's just like a nice lavender breeze. Okay, yeah, you, you Febreze <laughs> the smell away with illusion magic for temporarily. Right. Temporarily, sure. yeah, like, illusory Febreze. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you guys make your way back. Um, Marcel, you've probably been waiting like 15 minutes, 10 minutes, and then they come back with this stinky mangy, mangy cat. This Go is on, King just... One-Eye. <laughs> All right. He looks at you with his one good eye. And? And he's coming to live at the keep. He spits Why? out the silver charm yeah i grab the the charm bracelet and the necklace and i hand them back to the the woman the, the yadri the half the, the mother yeah mm -hmm. yeah she kind of takes them she looks at them in her hand and looks incredibly guilty uh that she has wasted a lot of your time she's like oh well that solves that mystery then i i suppose i owe the bakers an apology i suppose i Marcel's just like dead ass staring at her, like not breaking contact this whole time. No motion. Um, yes. I, well, I suppose, yes, there's a bit of an apology I owe there. And uh, thank you. Thank you for returning. The, the necklace belonged to my sister. It is, it is quite dear to me. Um, I'm afraid I, I don't really have much to offer you, my lord and lady, uh, apart from my thanks. Uh, perhaps, uh, would you care to take some, some fresh produce or, or food with you? Uh, I'm quite a quite a chef do you have any fish i possibly i think my husband had some kippers this morning i we may have some leftover i would love some all right very well <laughs> um thank you yes uh aaron looks over and sees the dress him 
That's a really ugly cat. He's big, isn't he? You should be careful. King One-Eye may take issue with your evaluation of his appearance. Okay. Sorry, cat. (laughs) (laughs) He's just sort of like, waves a hand. Um... And then he he looks over to, to the rest of you. He's like, "So so, what are you going to do now? Are you, are you going to go back to Evening Star? Do you need a hand with anything? Do you need to? I'm really good at talking to people. If you need if you need something, I just kind of look over to Agnes. Like this is your chance to deal with the people. I look at he Tarkal. At, <laughs> he, so he, yeah. So Aaron looks at like Tarkal and and uh, Marcel. He's like. Uh, maybe I could be uh, like a, a squire or a soldier and I could, you could teach me how to sword fight and then I'll, I'll fight with you and I can kill orcs and kill goblins and stuff. That'd be wicked. Well, Marcel, do you, do you think that Aaron would make a, a fine first recruit for you? Yeah. We, we set out to resolve this issue. The issue's been resolved. We are no longer in need of your assistance. Yeah, you don't need it right now, but you might need it in the future, though, wouldn't you? I thought you wanted to build a band of uh, trainees, Marcel. Sorry. Mm -hmm. No, it's all right. No, I'll volunteer. You know, I'll just, I'll just, I'll be around the village if you need me. I'm, I'm around. You know, you know, it's fine. I don't care. Nah, it's all right. Aaron, what, what, what we what we need from you and everyone here is to understand that you two families play a very important part in Evening Star. We can't have the baker and, and the provider feuding. Uh, it, it doesn't look good for Evening Star. We're trying to build this town up to be something great. So you, Aaron, to make sure nothing like this happens again. Keep your families at peace. Right. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, my mum might not listen to me, but I, I'll tell her. I, I'll tell her what you've said. Yeah, I, I, you know. And I think Miss Yadri, she's she's understand that she kind of messed up a bit. So yeah, all right, very good, sir. And he he kind of salutes, and then he bows, and he kind of knocks his like shin on the table, and he's like he kind of suppresses a pain, but you know he seems to have listened. Um, awesome, uh, Aaron's gonna yeah. Uh, with with some old kippers for old King One Eye, uh, you can depart in pleasure, knowing that this has been resolved. I give um, uh, Tarkal a, a, a motion like yeah. Good one. Tarkal just just puffs his chest. <laughs> yes. Out out of character, I will let you know that it wasn't a complete waste of time. Uh, now that the the bakery and the deli will continue to run, uh, it does generate income. So now that it can be operational again, you will get some income each season uh, from the bakery operating. So not a complete waste of time. Um, nice. It's only a small business, so it makes about a hundred gold per season. So season oh. is about three months, but that's generally when you'll get all of your income and taxes and stuff like that will be sorted out. So. Um, does it increase the morale of the town uh it does a little bit but this is uh because it's more it generates income from people coming and going so it's good for like bringing in a little bit of money but if it gets developed it could do over time for sure cool cool uh what else would you guys like to attend to i know when you originally guys came to the town you did want to pop in and speak with the uh previous owner of the inn which has been ruined um but you could also just if there's anything you guys want to do if there's anything personal you'd like to do yeah weren't we gonna go to the inn first we got distracted by the bakery yeah 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 i think we should drop off king one eye though before we peruse into uh (laughs) into evening star and set him up with his 
section at the keep. Yeah, that's probably true. Also, he promised me another cat, so he better get on that. Yeah, we yeah. can take him to his new quarters. And then once he's comfortable, he can go out and uh, find the rest of the recruits for the, the Tresum squad. Tresum army. Just, you hear like a kind of like, meow, sort of noise. He agrees. Seems, yeah, he seems to be agreeing with you. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll speed up time. You guys make your way back to the keep. Uh, you take King One-Eye uh, to the keep itself. Nigel and Audrey, your two kind of housekeepers and servants, are appalled at the state of him. Uh, Audrey uh, visit immediately is like, oh, shall I give him a bath or something? Because there is a slight pong, my lords and ladies. I, I, I'll, I won't lie. Um, I'll, I'll present it to him like, my liege, you may want uh, a moment to freshen up as you will be... Uh, representing your kingdom here at the keep would you like our servant to uh, attend to you and he jumps off and flies <laughs> up to the roof of the, the room and sits on top of a cabinet and just is like i did my <laughs> best hunched. That wee bastard. i mean <laughs> yes blessed uh, sweet little thing he is uh, very good uh, very good uh, and yeah the servants just go back to their usual business but you uh, now have a, a keep trust him uh, one potentially two in time as well i want to uh, point out to him like a some sort of tower room you know like where yeah. he could he could kind of treat it as a rookery and he'll be kind of like not necessarily in the middle of things stinking up the place yeah, well, there's um, there are two guard towers at the front of the keep. Then you have a Zara's tower, and in the main bailey, um, you could give him like one of the kind of like top bits of the main bailey, or one of the guard towers. He could just basically go and make a little nest somewhere in there in the rafters or something. Um, I ask Azara because she is the interior designer, <laughs> where she thinks the Tresum Court should go. Uh, how far? is like which is the furthest tower from <laughs> one of the noses. guard towers yeah one yeah. of the, the southern guard tower would be no the northern guard tower would be the furthest away from a czar's tower it's the mm, opposite yes. uh, yeah <laughs> my lady i uh i think the northern tower would be the best suited place for um king one eye and his fragrant self uh he can look out over all of evening star and also stay far away from our noses uh, while also, you know, maintaining a, a, a keep, a, a stalwart watch on what, whatever he can just just put him over there. Ah, yes, like the, the smell is like getting to my head. The the fine northern tower, of course. There would be nowhere else we would have fit for a king such as King One Eye. And I, he, I, he, he kind of glares in your direction, but he eventually begins flying away <laughs> uh, and just vanishes somewhere into the keep. After he um, leaves, I'm like. <gasps> <laughs> yeah we have got uh, to find someone who knows prestidigitation we gotta clean we that have cat. To, we have to fix this we have to fix this <laughs> uh perfect okay um and so did you guys want to head back into the town it's probably about like afternoonish by the time you guys make your way back into town um and you can see that yeah people are starting to get back into their daily routine it's only been a few days since you defeated the thorn hand so things are still a little rough some of the buildings are well their buildings are going to be being repaired over you know considerable time um but people are they feel safe they're getting back to work they're going back to the farms um and yeah it's just a pleasant sort of late spring early summery kind of day 
um, you know, the, the daylight is long, uh, the temperature is somewhat, you know, pleasant, um, and people are just about their business. The As you make your way in, heading towards the Lonesome Tankard, which was the inn that served Evening Star before, you see the, the terrible state that it has been placed in. You can see that a large part of it has been burnt down. You can see blackened wood um, poking out from broken down stone. You can see much of the roof has been burnt away. The kind of thatched roof has been has been burnt away. Um, there are just, yeah, it, it doesn't look in a good, in a good way at all. Um, and you can hear the sounds of uh things being cleared out broom sweeping broken pottery being picked up and collected coming from inside when you guys approach quick question sure. uh did we already give the go-ahead to have this rebuilt whether we purchase it or not uh this is an independent building so this would oh. not be covered by the repairs uh that you guys paid for because this oh, is okay. a, a, an independently owned place it's not you know you've basically gone we'll repair the keep and any of the the houses that you technically own like all the all the farmers and things like that they live on the baron and baroness's land and so the homes technically belong to them so you're repairing those this inn is an independent business so it has to basically run itself got um, it so it would not be counted in those repairs um um so i guess we i would take a moment to like huddle and say so do we plan to offer to subsidize the repairs in return for a portion of profits or are we looking to purchase the entire inn uh my lady i think it depends on how the proprietor of the inn feels about both offers if they are looking to pack up shop and leave town the inn is ours if they are looking to work even harder and possibly turn a profit for us i think that would be best i agree tarkal yeah that sounds that sounds good whatever whatever whatever's best for them honestly because this place is important to evening star marcel it's of little to no consequence to me i thought so all right let's go in yeah you guys make your way inside and inside you can see the windows have been blackened with soot and what once would have remained of a really lovely homely bar like tap room has basically been turned to black cinders uh scorch marks litter the place broken tables broken um booths uh a pair of stone steps uh lead up to a second floor where there would have been rooms um all sorts of decorations old tapestries uh collected um signs from merchant stores and things like that have been demolished you know decorations that would have once made this place come alive have been ruined um what remains of the bar is little more than a hacked up piece of you know wooden barricade uh broken into many pieces by axes and swords some of which are still stuck in them uh behind it you see a half elven woman probably in her middle ages she has long gingery hair uh, tied into multiple braids that run down. That's very, very long. It runs down her back. She's wearing loose blouse, kind of like, uh, you know, pair of pair of trousers um, with dishcloth kind of stuck out of the waistband. Um, and you can see that her eyes are red from tears. You can see that her you know, makeup has long since been faded and smudged. Um, and she's in this in the process of picking up broken plates and just putting them in a in a, like a crate into like a box. Uh, to get rid of um she hears you guys enter but doesn't turn around to see you and you just hear her like 
Well, listen, y'all, I'm, I'm real sorry, but it's just, uh, there's nothing left. So if you're here for drinks or anything like that, it's, I'm afraid that you're going to have to go somewhere else. There's nothing here for anybody anymore. I look at Tarkal and I'm like. Uh, Tarkal's definitely like flustered if, if they're like super sad. So he kind of motions back to Agnes like, <laughs> this one sucks. Like, yeah, I don't know. She, she gives her him that like big sister look like and then she goes and kind of like puts a hand on the lady's shoulder and she's like we don't expect service we're here to help she kind of looks up startled uh, kind of blinks for a moment like you're you're the baron my apologies lady and she kind of stands up and like bows um i'm so sorry i i thought you were just some folks from evening star i i didn't realize it was you uh oh. Why, oh, no. why, why are you Please here? don't apologize. We we came because we'd been told that you might be in need of some assistance, and we were wondering how we could help with uh, getting the inn back up and running, if that is what <sighs> you choose. Oh, that, my lady, that that's so kind of you and, and the Baron and, and the Minister. Uh, I already received, you, you gave me back some of the money that was stolen. Um, I, I received that, and, and thank you so much. I, I'm sorry that I couldn't really give any to help the town, but uh, the, the truth is, my lady, I, I don't think there's much that anybody can do now. I mean, this place, it's going to take a lot of money to fix up. And, well, you need completely fresh stock, bringing that in from a big city. Uh, I'd need suppliers from Arabelle or something like that to, to send over. I mean, I just, I'm just, I've made my peace with it. This, this place, what little money I've got left, it, it ain't going to cover it, so... <laughs> Well, that's where with... we want to come in and, and enter some sort of a partnership, if you will. We're, what kind of resources could we bring that would make you uh, want to start fresh here? Uh, well, uh, well, my lady, if you're being honest, if you're offering, then, well, it's about, I spoke to that Dusk fella, and, and he reckons we're looking at around 800 gold just for the repairs. It needs carpentry. It needs fixing all the rooms are ruined. That's new beds, new furnishings. And then all of this needs rebuilding. Uh, the windows need replacing. They're, they're cleaned up, everything else. Uh, the stonework, I mean, the mason can provide some of that. But uh, And then in terms of stock, I mean, 500 gold would, you know, that's all your ales, your beers, your ciders and food, reply, supplies, spirits, wines, all of that needs to be brought in from somewhere else. So, uh, yeah, I mean, 1300 gold, I've got 500 of my savings. That's what y'all gave me back. But uh, the other rest of it, the eight, 800, I mean, that's, I, I haven't got that money if you were willing to pay that, that, I mean, I could, well, I'd give you a higher percentage of the, the inn's income. I mean, I pay my taxes normally anyway, and Cormier has got a fairly hefty high tax on, on inns and trading and the like, but I could give you a, a higher cut. I I'd just reduce how much money I take. I'd, I'd pay you back, call it a loan, I guess, uh, until I can pay you back that initial 800. It'll take some time to get the tavern up and running, but but well, the other thing is, if you know folks in Arabelle, if you know anybody who is a uh, who owns taverns or winemakers or uh, you know brewers up in in up in the city, that'd be a huge help too. That that would speed things up considerably. I wouldn't have to 
get it sent all the way from one of them sword coast cities. I, I could just get it from here in Cormier, but they don't tend to deal with foreigners like myself. So I look at Azara and I'm like, do, do you know anyone who could help replenish stock that's nearby? Can you think of anyone? Um, DM, would I know anybody who could help? <laughs> I, I don't think this would be in Azara's wheelhouse. I mean, you knew the court and you knew war wizardry, but knowing the merchants and the merchants yeah. guild really wasn't your kind of wheelhouse, I don't think. Uh, would I know anybody who could connect me to oh yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah for sure i mean the the court of arabelle duchess uh celeste uh, marlier is the duchess of arabelle she runs the town and the surrounding areas okay. she'll have a whole court of nobles and they will know the right merchants and the people there so if you can get in with that court and that that nobility they would mm. be not just for this but for other things as well they'll be a very good contact to make dope um my lady, I do have a few contacts uh, in mind that may lead to knowing more merchants in this great kingdom of ours, but it will take some time. It may take some schmoozing. I know how you are opposed to that. However, this is in my wheelhouse and I would be happy to take it upon myself to make the proper connections to help this in out. If and, I might uh, oh, say another thing, I know y'all have... Uh... You've taken some of these folks into custody, right? You, you've taken some of the, the thugs and the folks who hurt this town. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a one of them. She was the one who incited all of this. She didn't like me. She didn't like my face. She didn't like my inn. She said some pretty unkind things. And then she was the one who told all of them to burn it. She was the one who told them to set it aflame. And who was that? They called her Kiva. I'll never forget her face. She she looked me dead in the eyes as her boys and the girls who were serving her were punching me and beating me. And, and then they she took a torch and she lit it and she took it to my, my ales and the bar. And that's when it started. She's got scars all over her face. Uh, she's got a short cut hair. Yeah. I, I want to see her. I want to see justice. I she understand. She ruined everything for me. She needs to pay for what she did. I am sorry for what she and all those others did to you. Thank you. I'm mighty kind. I mighty, mighty appreciate y'all stopping them, folks. I mean, I don't know what we would have done without you. Nobody else sent anybody. There were no soldiers. No purple dragon knights came to our rescue. So if you all and your soldiers hadn't turned up, I mean, this would have happened to everybody here, not just me. So I do appreciate that, but Justice needs to be done, for sure. I understand. Well, first things first, we need to get you back on your feet. Uh, Baron and Magister and what's Marcel's title again? Minister. Minister. Uh, Just and Marcel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Marcel you. works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this plan, the 800 gold, do we need to discuss it or do we feel... Like this is the right move. Um, well, she said eight hundred plus five hundred. Well, she has the five hundred. She has the five hundred. I, I do, my lady. Yes, I've um, got that. That's all my savings, but I've got it. I think, possibly, if we can reach out to our contacts first to see if some of this can be uh, loaned or gifted or 
if an if, if an exchange can happen between our kingdom and another before dipping into our newly discovered royal funds um if you wouldn't mind waiting and i motion to the to the barkeep for just one simple exchange of letters before we make a final decision. Although I do know that we here would like to help you uh, get back on your feet. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, Magister, I don't really have much of a choice. It's either wait and see if you help me or pack everything up and sell it. I guess maybe I can ask somebody around here if I can stay with them for a few days and I might be able to find work on one of the farms for the time being. So yeah, I, I, I can wait a few days for sure. Yeah. Um, I want to pull Agnes aside. Lady Crown Silver, uh, mm. speaking of a place to stay, since we are no longer in our state house, maybe allowing her to, <gasps> to rest there for a week or so until we receive word from a fellow kingdom could be a sign of friendship and kindness. That is a fantastic idea. And I, I turn to her and I say, perhaps if you're looking for a place to stay, our manor in town would be comfortable. Sorry, what? <laughs> you can use my room. The the estate, the, the mm -hmm. mansion. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And if you need, you know, if anyone, any of your friends want to come stay with you, if you need some company, I know it could be, it can be a big house. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But Chanty, bless all of y'all for this. I, I don't know what to say. I, I don't know what to do. Just thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. I'm sorry this happened to you and we'll do everything we can to make it right. That's our job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, and I'll do the best. If we can get this place up and running, uh, not just money. Uh, a tavern's good for one thing. We can make money and, and that comes into the treasury, but you know, people talk at a tavern. We hear things, gossip, rumors. I'll make sure that comes straight to you, my lady and my lord. Uh, I'll make sure that you, anything I hear here, I'll send words straight to you about anything that comes up. And, and if there's anything you want to know about, let me know. Because, like I said, people, when they get in the cups, they start yammering. So I know a few things. I'll know a thing or two. We'd be very grateful. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Uh, she's just kind of bows and nods her head. Um, anything from anyone else? Any, like Marcel, Taco, any questions or anything? Arkel's just been taking notes of how Agnes has handled the situation um, when someone's sad, redirecting their attention, all that good stuff. Um, but <laughs> you noticed that, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really good stuff. Tarkle is not not ready for that. Um, but I did want to ask: Is there a chance that Tarkle knew of a uh, a spirit distiller in the King's Woods that made like a mm. home brew that he could uh, send letter back for? Oh yeah, uh, to potentially oh, move I, in. You know, some I strong, think, some strong. Yeah, spirit. this would be like this would be like proper farmers brew cider. You know, this would <laughs> yeah. be like hard stuff, but it would be good. Like it's you know the people of the Kingswood. There, there's not a lot of nobility there. They tend to be quite hard, um, stoic folk that survive on the land and things like that. But they take a lot of care in the things that they do. So yeah, a hundred percent, you'll be able to find some good brewers if you send word uh, to 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 uh, your dad and, and stuff like that. He'll definitely cool. be able to hook you up with somebody for that. Nice, yeah, for sure. Anything else from anybody? No. Okay. Is there anything else you guys would like to do today? I think like this wraps up um, sort of like the couple of things that uh, Dusk mentioned to you, but is there anything you guys would like to do or take care of or just moments with your characters that you'd like to have? Um, 
I'd like to pull Agnes aside outside real quick. Sure. If you are amenable to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to kind of sit, if there's like a bench kind of secluded somewhere to kind of feel yeah, like yeah, we have yeah, a little privacy. Yeah, you can definitely find a little bit of privacy, yeah. like um, just walking a little bit out of the main square, it becomes kind of, you know, big open farmland. There's probably a fence for some farm that you can go and kind of perch on. Uh, my lady, I just wanted to take this opportunity, seeing as it was brought up in, in the inn, to talk about the state of the prisoners. And I know this is a very hard subject to talk about, but just in my experience in war that I've seen and war that I've participated in, and unfortunately the executions that I have had to commit, um, I think that this is one of those times where it may not feel good and it may not feel right in the moment, but we need to show this town. For now, I know you want to change your ways and the ways that the crown is looked upon, but for now, while this is still fresh, while the town is still growing, we may need to execute these prisoners because Evening Star doesn't quite trust us yet. And if we break their trust this early, we may never regain it. We can't teach them new ways if we don't follow the old ones first. She kind of like puts her hand on, on Azara's knee and she's like, you've been at court a long time. It can be really hard to keep a moral compass when you're surrounded by all those type of people and the death and destruction that comes with selfishness and greed. And I understand why you would feel that way, but we can do better here. I know it. And she just kind of gets up and walks away. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Love it. Okay. Zara just watches Agnes like yeah. Mm-hmm. Zara just hangs like her I've head. been so inspiring. Do do do. Zara just hangs her head and knows this is gonna be a shit show. Okay. I think uh, as they had their powwow, I think Tarkle was just looking for a bunch of kids to play stoling with. Yeah. Meanwhile, oh yeah. Back <laughs> and, uh, stoling. It's probably the same. Stoling. It's probably the same group of kids that you taught it to, uh, and they've tried to make up a lot of nonsense rules for stoling that you kind of have to kind of be like well you know let's play it without that rule this time and you know you know they've they've invented like a whole extra uh set of uh sticks that if you hit them it's worth like triple points but only if you bounce it off another stone first and all of these kind of other like additional rules um but it's yeah the, these kids seem to enjoy the game um there's not much to do out in the country that isn't work so the idea of playing a game uh definitely takes off with them and i think that as you're playing you do see quite a few of the local yo folk kind of just watching uh you just kind of very curiously uh as you very seamlessly blend in with their the kids and just sort of like playing these these silly games and stuff with them um it doesn't go unnoticed um i think Elissa uh is watching both groups kind of like warily as a hawk uh and is stood sort of with marcel um and I think she'd probably like look at Marcel and does seem a bit of an odd day wandering around doing all of this sort of stuff. I'm not used to nobles who are so hmm, involved with things. Yes, when I was brought on to be a minister and help aid with combat, I didn't think I'd be an assistant to a bunch of errand boys, but here we are. Perhaps one thing that we and you and I can discuss then is matters of military and combat. Uh, 
one thing I've been thinking of for some time. My unit, they're all recruits. They're all the lowest rank of the Dragon Knights that they are. They're all green. We've fought a few battles now with them and they are gaining experience. But one thing we could use is better equipment. Perhaps that's something you could speak with the Baron and Baroness about. Uh, I can re requisition some, but a word from nobles will go a long way. Perhaps. Perhaps. Why are you here, Minister Marcel, if I may speak perhaps a little freely? I didn't seek a position of leadership or, or power or training. I came here because this is where I was told work was. I wasn't aware so of the just, type of work. Just gold then for you. No cause, no pride to fight for. Just gold. None of which are any concern of yours. Mm, as I expected. Mercenary. And she just folds her big arms and just sort of looks away. He just shade in this episode, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Marcel's definitely not the kind of person that Elissa likes. This is a very proud knight of the purple dragons. This is a person who puts their life on the line for honor and country. And then this guy's just like, eh, just want to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so without any other plans for the rest of the day, I'm assuming you guys go back to the keep uh, and retire. Yeah, I want to nudge uh, Tarkal as he's done with stoling and be like, we should suggest that they put a stoling alley in the in the inn when we rebuild it. Oh, that would be great. It could be the first one. And then, you know, once people are excited about it, maybe a stoling alley all on its own. Yeah, that's 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 a great. Oh, oh, we can oh, when I when I fetch word from my father, we can maybe name a drink after stoling and oh. just kind of, you know, hype the game up a bit. That oh could God. be Evening Star's thing. We we were looking for a thing, you know. We to were be known looking for, for maybe, a thing. Maybe we are the town where Stoling came from, and and maybe we have the Stoling League, and people come from miles around to watch the championships here in Evening Star. Yes, this is you're. you're I was showing uh, the kids a childhood game, but you're 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 taking this to the stars, quite literally. <laughs> There's nothing like an opportunity for someone from our town to make a name for themselves, in sport or otherwise. Hmm. I'm learning a lot from you, Agnes. Thanks. You guys, I don't know if you guys have this um, in the US, but in English pubs, if you go into a real English country pub, they sometimes have little bowling alleys. Uh, no, I did like not know that. Name. Yeah, and it's like, but it's like a really simplified version <laughs> and they normally have a kid. It's normally like the, the son or the daughter of the owner of the pub and their job is to sit next to it and when all the pins get knocked down they have to reset all the pins <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah. um, so that's an actual thing that's an actual english uh, country thing uh, we just have so. darts here that's not as fun yeah i was no, thinking yeah. of ski ball like some bars oh, have yeah, a ski ball. Like ski ball it's kind yeah. of like a ski ball yeah 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 that's amazing that's awesome. um, um before right. the day's over sure uh i think as everybody else heads to the keep azara just wants to kind of take a walk around town and get to know where everything is um mm. kind of like check out the textile shops any of the mm. the merchants you said there's kind of like a bazaar 
there's like yeah so there is um in the town square that they look like they haven't been set up but it looks right. like that there are uh like tents kind of like you know temporary tents where merchants come and sell their goods like mm-hmm. local artisans and, and things and traders and things like that uh normally in a village like this there will normally be a specific day like a market day normally it's kind of in the middle of the 10 day uh weeks in forgotten realms are 10 days they're called 10 days so normally the middle day the fifth day is a market day and that's when everybody comes everybody gets ready to spend their money and these tents are kind of set up uh there is like a general store which sells like farming equipment some basic adventuring gear like ropes and ladders and things like that um things like clothes are sold by the general store and it's like pants shirt dress it's nothing fancy um anything like that you would need to go to arabelle which is the big city about a day's travel away um yeah it's a very simple village you know there's the rundown tavern there's the little bakery shop there's the the estate and then this little general store and then that's really it for the town center and then it's all lots of farmhouses and sort of things but there's a lot of land here there's also oh continue i was going to say being magical in the way that you are and, Mm -hmm. and your lineage and things like that there's a lot of just magic here you can just feel it in the same Mm -hmm. way that like cities become so clouded with people and mages that you can kind of feel it here the people don't resonate with a lot of magic but the land does this is a place where cormir itself um you suspect that probably has some heavy ties to the feywild as well um just because this is a very naturally beautiful place the kingswood especially which is to the south that's an old wood it's Mm -hmm. a very old forest that stretches out for miles and miles and you would i think azara would know that that's the kind of place where the feywild and the material plane cross over um and so yeah lots of ambient magic around here i think azara might be aware that this is the kind of village where people end up making deals with archfey without realizing it okay Uh, and so yeah there's uh, things like you know accidental warlocks come out of villages like this where some some young kid makes a deal and doesn't realize what they've done and they end up having to do stuff for Faye. then knowing that i think that because back in her old kingdom azara would take nightly walks to just kind of attune Mm -hmm. herself to every surrounding to make sure that if anything feels out of place she would know so she would go introduce herself to the general store owner, kind of take stock of people. the farms, take stock of the wood, just kind of sure. soak in her kingdom sure. and then yeah. head back to the keep. And she'll do that every night if she and can. Whenever you've got free time to basically yeah. do that. Cool, 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 cool. Nice. Okay. Um, yeah. Anything else from anybody else? Or do we want to kind of speed up uh, and get some sleeps and some some time to pass? Yeah. Also, I apologize. I'm so scratchy. I have bug bites all over me. You guys, I'm covered in them. (laughs) I think the only thing that Tarko would want to do is just write up that letter to his father and then have it sent out. Uh, Yeah, Uh, you can give that to Nigel or Dusk. They'll both take that and uh, send it on on with. Oh yeah, I would also write up that letter to Arabelle or to whichever kingdom I'm sending it to. Uh, Yeah, it would be to. uh, Well, you probably wouldn't send it directly to the Duchess. You would address Mm -hmm. it to like uh her court and then you would send it to the city basically right um but yeah you guys can do that yeah um for mika that one i'll just flag as a like you're requesting aid with this mm-hmm. uh john if you want to basically write me up this doesn't have to be a full letter but like bullet points of things either you want to know about or things that you're saying to your father and then i can think about what their response would be um just send that to me in between the games basically and sounds good that. yeah um the only thing is tarkle 
when you when you go to sleep your you begin to dream the dream you realize that you're in an old trail an old hunting trail that you and your father used to go down follows along the river good deer occasional boar a good place to hunt for meat that will last you for a while it's quiet the birds occasionally chirp and you feel that sense of an ancient wonder that you always got growing up in the Kingswood brings back memories, memories of hunting with your father, the smell of oiled leathers and freshly trodden leaves and dirt. And as you are making your way through the woods, you begin to hear a woman singing and it's an old song in a language you don't speak, but it is enchanting. And as you begin making the trail, you find yourself making your way towards this song. And eventually you emerge into a large glade, trees around it. And at the center in a field of flowers sat on a curved broken tree that's been struck by lightning. You can see this woman, a woman in a green dress with black hair and green eyes. And she turns and looks in your direction. Ah, the young man, the young promising noble. I've watched you for a long time, you know. And she just smiles. Come, I'm not going to hurt you, don't worry. Uh, my dream self would probably approach if I'm yeah, if I'm enchanted by this song, yeah. Well, it's it's you know it's not an enchantment. It's just it was a very pleasant song. And now that you find yourself in this glade, you feel more in control. You feel more like you can decide things. You don't know that you're dreaming, but you think you are. Um, okay. You're kind of in this weird state of you're pretty sure you're asleep, but it doesn't feel like a dream. Okay. Yeah. Then Tarko would approach. Oh. You've grown up to be quite a handsome young man, I think. I used to watch you and your father hunting these trails when you were younger. Why, why, why were you watching me? Why were you watching us? I wasn't watching just you. I watch everyone in these woods. These woods are my home. I look after the people that live here. Do I You're recognize this woman? Name. No. <laughs> No. You've okay. Never seen, well, you have seen this woman before when you were fighting against her. Yes. Yeah, so so I was, recognize. I recognize that it's her. Yeah, hundred percent her. Um, flawless so, kind of like porcelain skin, black, long black hair, green robe. Um, does look a little bit elven uh, in a sense, but she's not. She's not an elf or a half elf. But there's elements of angular features to it. No, you're one of my people. One of the people that live amongst the trees. One of the people that understand the needs of the earth. So, so why were you, why were you using that band of brigands to, to torment the people of Evening Star? Gaius. Well, I didn't want him to torment the people of Evening Star. I, Gaius, Gaius lived in the woods as well, like you, not your woods, not near you, further away. He. He was the half-brother of the Lord of Evening Star. 
he was exiled a long time ago and he's always been bitter about it. And I came to realize that there is problem in Cormier. There's a sickness. I thought Gaius could be a solution, but he was reckless, violent, as you've seen. I was mistaken to entrust him with power. But you, Tarkov, you've grown into a fine young man, confident inspiring and skilled if you ever want my help i am here you are one of my people and i will gladly give you my aid if you need it what is, what is this sickness ah a sickness that plagues many mortal minds many elves and humans and dwarves they live on a land that is not theirs. They build castles where there were once forests. They stop waterfalls to build their dams. They love gold. They steal and they kill. And they drench the ground with blood. There is a corruption. Pure and simple. Greed, avarice, hatred, jealousy. I thought Gaius could be better, but I was wrong. I want to make Cormir better. I want to fix it, heal it. And and how how to what end? How, how would you intend this sickness to be cured? Well, perhaps by finding someone who can guide it. I think that for too long. These dragon slayers, these knights, these nobles have ruled over a land without fully understanding what it is. Perhaps it just needs, perhaps best to think of it as a garden, a garden full of weeds that have overgrown. It needs a gardener, Tarkal. That's what I am, a gardener. Still. I won't keep you from sleep. And she begins making her way towards you. And you can see that wherever she touches, the plants begin to grow and kind of explode into color um, as she makes her way over to you. Uh, and she just whispers in your ear, I will keep watching. Just ask if you need my help. And then she walks past you. Spooky. Yeah. And then uh, you you kind of feel your kind of self get hazy. The glade begins to swirl and you fall into a kind of dreamless sleep uh, as the long as you finish the long walk. Oh, OK. Right. <laughs> right. Um, unless there is anything important you wish to do, the next couple of days go by without any major incident. Um, you don't get returns of letters just yet. Go, Mika. You are muted, my dear. Did I ever get the return of my first letter that I sent to Demelin? You did, so that would arrive. Yes. The letter okay. response from Demelin would arrive um, probably on a sort of like the third or fourth day. Um, so yeah, that one does arrive. Uh, if there's anything that anybody else would uh, like to do in a couple of days. Otherwise, you know, it is 
slow living you know repairs are being done people are working on all these projects library is you know they're drafting plans to build a library the keep keep is being slowly repaired you know the village is getting back into its incidents but on the afternoon of the third day wait 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 go on I, go on uh, during those three days i would ask yes. our housekeeper to find someone who we could hire in as a cat cleaner with prestidigitation <laughs> and just like happen to be like and clean him off <laughs> i think that audrey uh i guess yeah you could probably find like an elf or a gnome who would be able to do that um she she will tell you that yeah i i i'll begin looking as as quickly as i can my dear because having that foul smelling beastie running around is doing me no favors either so i'll get right on that my lady we just I, need a groomer you know every couple months or so ah uh, indeed yes and maybe maybe somebody that can knock him out before they do it uh because he is a vicious wee bugger but not violently it would be best if he didn't know like just like magically put him to yeah just... not permanently just no. temporarily just a little nap just a little nap and then we clean him up and we get him all nice and shiny and then he doesn't stink out their kitchen lovely i love it perfect uh yeah she'll happily do that for you um anything else from anything else just before we move on because I, I i just don't if you guys want to do stuff just say but uh, otherwise nothing interesting will happen for sort of two two three days what's in the village as far as weaponry goes uh in terms of what you have so the equipment reclaimed from the bandits a lot of it was mangled um and it's being used by the troops your unit of troops that you have are light troops which means that they have light armor um you know basic spears bows nothing really heavily equipment wise like they don't have like you know big armor big weapons or anything like that uh you don't have any cavalry you don't have stables or anything like that or siege weaponry in terms of personal arms there is a general store that sells things like the a good hunting knives and hunting bows um it sells a few uh kind of old worn swords and battle axes but nothing special um, there's no there's no blacksmith for example in town gotcha no that's what i was gonna ask about okay yeah you could get one built there's we that could. tempting face mm -hmm. yeah absolutely a blacksmith is is 100 percent um a commodity that you could have built uh you could just speak to dusk about it um and then once the blacksmith once a smithy is built you'd be able to hire a blacksmith um blacksmith would basically be able to uh reduce the upkeep uh, and the upgrade costs for units so they'll help basically fashion arms and arms and armor for your units um they'll also be able to make you guys any basic weapons for free so if you were like i would like a sword please blacksmith they'll just make you a sword it won't be magical but it would be you know a very fine craftsmanship um and then if you wanted to you could probably bring them magical ingredients so let's say you find a unique item let's say you find i don't know uh wyvern's hide you could take that to an armor smith and be like hello armor smith make me magic armor please and then you could provide them with cool stuff and they would make that into cool items cool i'd like to maybe like have a a little meet about it with uh with agnes tarkle and dusk sure sure yeah absolutely yeah i mean like dusk will literally gather everybody um and kind of say well uh my, my lord my lady uh, minister marcel has made a request and it does need your approval for the budget um i have 
currently uh, lost my ledger with all of the numbers in it. Uh, but I believe that we have at least uh, sort of 1300 gold uh, currently in the treasury, at least. Um, 800 of which is earmarked for the inn. Ah, that would make things. So a black, uh, a blacksmith or a smithy uh, will cost us around 500 gold to, to build. But that would, we would be able to hire a blacksmith and, and they would use that as their hiring fee. Um, it will take us maybe uh, a month, two months to build and hire an appropriate blacksmith. But uh, it's something that we can easily, easily fit into. I know, I know the right people for this job. Easy. So if we built the blacksmith and the inn, we would have no money left in the royal treasury? There would be there would be nothing uh, immediate until taxation season, and then that should hopefully replenish our coffers a little. Is Azara here too? I'm. Uh, I can have uh, Magister Azara fetched if you wish. She should absolutely be here. Very well. Azara is now present at this meeting. <laughs> <laughs> we are discussing the request by Minister Marcel to build a blacksmith, which will cost us five hundred gold from the royal treasury which combined with the 800 we have earmarked for the inn would drain our treasury until tax season. And I am curious your thoughts. Uh, I do know we have plans to lessen the amount that we owe for the inn by finding local help, but. Yes, that was going to be my point. I personally think that we should wait to make any large money-making decisions until we hear back from my contacts in other kingdoms. Um, either way, I think that a blacksmith would be apt for our kingdom. Not only would it provide weaponry for Marcel's troops, but if Charcoal ever needs new swords or daggers, or we ever happen to need plate armor, it would be helpful. And with the money that the blacksmith would bring in, providing weaponry and farming tools to the locals here, we would make that money back in a few seasons. I see no reason not to have Indeed. a blacksmith around. However, we should just... A blacksmith would generate a small amount of income as well for each, yes. of the, each season, much like other businesses. Not much because uh, most of their trade is with locals, but it, it would be some. Um, uh, as you guys are having this discussion, there comes a messenger comes running into the Keep Bailey, uh, kind of out of breath, the, the soldier, a young, uh, young woman, uh, kind of is like, <clears throat> excuse me, my lords and ladies, um, Seneschal Dusk, uh, a messenger has arrived from Arabelle uh, to speak with uh, Baron and Baroness Crownsilver. Um, <clears throat> uh, he's a bit of an odd fellow, uh, but he says he's here on behalf of the Duchess. I thought I should inform you immediately. Oh, thank you very much, soldier. Uh, uh, are you ready to receive a guest, Lord and Lady? Shall I have them wait for a moment? Or would you like to speak with them immediately? I could have them wait uh, whilst you prepare yourselves, if you wish. This seems urgent. Marcel, do you mind putting this on hold for a moment? Fair enough. Show them in. Uh, very well. Uh, after a few moments, um, Dusk disappears along with his soldier. A few moments later, the doors are opened very dramatically. And as they are, uh, streams of colored light, um, a few flying doves flaps through the air and uh, a very elaborately dressed with a half cape over one shoulder, uh, a coiffed uh, blonde, almost golden in color hair swooped down their back. A man enters uh, a big golden mustache twirled around at least three times, enters and bows incredibly low. My lords and ladies. 
My name is Sebastian Vellandeboos, and I'm here on behalf of the Duchess of Arabelle, Duchess of Arabelle herself. May I please present myself to the lovely Baron and Baroness? You may. Oh, he bows very deeply. Do we, I'm trying to remember our connection to the Duchess of Arabelle. Not one, not not a strong one, really. Okay. Uh, you've met your Queen Rhaedra was the one who put you here. The Duchess of Arabelle, um, you would know her by name. Uh, her name is Celeste Marlier. She basically runs the city. Arabelle is one of the biggest cities in Cormir. It's second to Suzale in terms of size. It's about a day and a half, two days travel from here. Um, and Evening Star would normally fall under her lands, but Evening mm. Star has been given independent uh, rule to you guys. So this would possibly be somebody who, I don't know, maybe she's a bit annoyed that she doesn't own this land and can't taxate it and, and rule over it. Um, maybe she's relieved that she doesn't have to deal with it. You don't really know. Um, you've not met her. She uh, tends to be very shrewd. She's an older woman, um, but yeah, tends to know her stuff about politics. Uh, this man, Sebastian, bows down low. He's just like, well, uh, I do not wish to waste any of my good lords and ladies' time. So allow me to present a message from the Duchess herself. And he looks up expectantly, as in he's trying to gauge your reactions to him. Agnes raises her eyebrows. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, he looks around at the keep. <clears throat> allow me. He pulls out a long scroll, unfolds it. Her Grace, Duchess Celeste Marlier of Arabelle, wishes to convey to you, Baron and Baroness Crown Silver, along with your esteemed advisers, Magister Mithras and Minister Marcel, her utmost congratulations and thanks for removing the thorn that plagued the High Road and Evening Star. <laughs> Whilst Evening Star is an independent land, its proximity to Arabelle and her grace's lands means that she wishes to assure you that her caring and protective wing is cast over it, and she sees you as starlings to be nurtured. As a token of thanks and to celebrate your victory, her grace shall host a formal ball and tournament at the height of the season, and she extends an invitation as guests of honour to all four of you and your aides and attendants. The tournament shall take place over three days, and each evening will be full of feasting, dancing, and celebrations to Cormier's bright young nobility. I thank you. And he bows. There is also a sound of a, an applause, a magical applause. As he bows. <laughs> I'm not much for balls, but it would be well advised to create connections with our neighboring kingdom. What do you all think? Azara immediately uh, steps in and is like, uh, Lady Crown Silver, I think it would be best if we would be humbled and graciously honored to accept such a regal, beautiful, and uh, detailed invitation from such a regal and uh, distinguished young man as yourself, seeing as this is our closest sister kingdom who has done such great, great work for neighboring kingdoms. And she just goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, really I guess just to... rolls her eyes. Yeah. S Sebastian uh, responds with a, 
Magister Mithras, your grace and your wisdom is only matched by your beauty. I cannot thank you for your kind words enough. And please, I, I, I assure you, good lady baroness, crown silver, you may not be interested in balls, but that is because you have not attended an Arabelle duchess's ball. It is most fabulous, but there is great food, there is dancing, good wine, and plenty of wonderful company. And I see that at least uh, some of you here are practiced wizards or mages and swordsmen and warriors. Well, a tournament is quite the place to set yourselves up as uh, noted individuals in the kingdom, perhaps. There will be many knights and nobles competing other mages and war wizards. What a place to make a name for yourself than a tawny. Uh, I want to, on the down low, message Agnes and be like, just humor him. We need this for our kingdom. Agnes is just like letting Azara handle it, but whenever he's not looking at her and Agnes is like, oh, lovely ball, Agnes is like, yeah. <laughs> What say you, Baron Crown Silver? When, when is this ball? This would be at the height of the season, my lord, a few 10 days away. You will have time to practice. Get yourself ready, perhaps, learn some dancing moves. I can teach you if you Does Malia not know that we just got the Evening Star to whisk us she away for she wishes. For a three-day ball, does she not think that makes very little sense? I also message Tarkal, and I'm like, "Stop, humor him. We need this." Tarkal, like, my like lord. there's a like there's a like there's a bug in his ear. He's like, <laughs> "My lord, Crown Silver. Of course, the Duchess understands that you have only just arrived, that you are busy, that you have things that you must do, but also you have achieved so much. You have driven out these bandits and these thugs." The people of Arabelle, my, 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 what a story for them to hear. Would it not draw those who perhaps seek a new life outside the city's walls to your little village if they heard of such tales from the people themselves? And of course, and of course, the Duchess is aware that you have only arrived, but think, the Duchess is a powerful woman, my lord. She could uh, perhaps help you in some of your efforts. Building of infrastructure, carpenters, blacksmiths, masons, brewers. What do you need here? The Duchess could provide it all. Let me know. I'm happy to help. Tarko, like, can't shake the image of the Emerald Witch that was in the the, the Glade, and like mm. that's what he, he like. He's like actually almost sick, mm. like because he doesn't he doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't trust the witch, but he sees what she's speaking of yeah. just in this man. And yeah. seeing him kind of back off there uh, and that Agnes has kind of let me take the reins, I'll be like, and seeing as we just sent off a letter asking for the Duchess's kind help in aiding our town and rebuilding this inn, which is so meaningful to our dear citizens of Evening Star, we will be delighted to make an appearance for all three days and maybe even our minister Marcel can compete in one of our, our nightly competitions. And I know I will be honored to compete in your mage competitions and show off what a little war magic Ooh. I do know. Maybe I could recruit some, a, few new, a few new mages who can come join us in our, our little kingdom here. <laughs> and just humoring him, but also realizing yeah, this is just he, bullshit. 
he is he turns it up to 11 he like quaffs his hair and <laughs> magister mithras of course of course you would to grace us with your presence would be marvelous uh and what fortunate timing that you have requested help it seems it seems such an easy match but minister marcel if i'm to be led correctly you are a considerable combatant are you not you are a skilled fighter i believe that you used to you have some connections with a few mercenary companies, if my information about you is correct, of course. <laughs> well, your silence speaks only more to your mystery, Minister. <laughs> a, a mysterious fellow such as yourself. I should perhaps inform you that there is a grand prize for the tournament, of course. A substantial amount of gold, uh, a magical relic. A favor presented by the Duchess herself. Perhaps that may interest you. We'd be delighted to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I cannot wait to see you in action. Uh, well, if uh, could perhaps I beg of the Baron and Baroness a room to stay for the evening? Uh, it is such a long travel to Arabelle, and I would love to rest and get my strength back. Perhaps if you held on to one of those doves, it could have flown you home. <laughs> what a joker you are, Minister Marcel. <laughs> I lean so down witty. to Agnes They'll and I'm like, you. we can put him into the manor house in one of the smaller guest rooms. My thoughts exactly. Of course, we'd be honored to offer you a room in our manor in town. It's much more comfortable than this oh. drafty keep. <laughs> Marvelous. Yes, yes, I would be honored to accept. Oh, no, I don't think that will do. Perhaps we can allow him to stay in our North Guard Tower that oversees Evening Star. It's a wonderful view. My thoughts exactly. Oh, you have a room in your guard tower. I, yeah, so being closer to the keep would be rather. It is. I obviously you've just arrived. I'm guessing you've not had time to spruce the place up yet. Yet. But, oh, there's well, there's a guest in there that will stay with you. Uh, a trustworthy companion of sorts. Um, oh. Oh well. Uh, yes. This yes. Is well, more thank than you. up to code for you. Oh, well, thank you, Minister. Thank you, Baron. I would be delighted to stay. Uh, perhaps um, uh, there is a place where one could acquire a good glass of wine, if anyone would um, be able to provide. Well, the tavern is under reconstruction, and... Uh, so here, perhaps, we could have a lovely drink all together in your dining chamber. I'm sure I'm, you have uh, I, I'm so tired. I apologize, but I just must oh, must retire oh. tonight. But oh, uh, I'm sure that uh, I'm sure Madison Zara Mithras. would love to entertain you. Yes, I know uh, a thing or two about magic myself. <laughs> and this is like a minor illusion of like uh, a dragon appears. Huh? Sir, esteemed guest, if you wouldn't mind waiting in the with whether you would like to stay in the manor house or the guard tower you take your pick and i will join you after uh counseling with with my fellow lords and ladies and minister here just for the night once i wrap up work we will have a, a lovely conversation so how about you go ahead and i will meet you there i shall await you indeed many <laughs> <laughs> bows uh <laughs> and then to a music fanfare he leaves uh, the as magical fanfare erupts behind him the second he leaves I'm going to turn to the royals and very sternly but kindly be like, listen, 
he's disgusting. I understand this. This is horrible. I understand this. However, if you do not want to have your throats slit in the middle of the night, you must make nice with these assholes. You just have to. It's disgusting. It's horrible. It turns your stomach and I don't care that you don't care, but we have to care if you want Cormier to go anywhere, be anything. Do you want your parents to be proud of you? Do you want to actually do something with your lives? Then you have to play the game for at least five minutes. And Tarkle, do not give me that look. I can see that you are stewing over something. Fuck up, you are a baron. And then she's gonna storm the fuck off. Ooh. She leaves before Agnes can this time. Exactly. <laughs> Agnes, I take problem with her. Leave it yeah. to the ward wizard to be just another pawn. Mm. Are you all right, Tarko? No, I'm not all right. First of all, if he stays in our manor, someone must go and let the innkeeper know that she will have a guest. We're going to send that vile man to stay with a member of Evening Star that we gave our home to. No, he will stay in the tower and that will be that. If we were given this position of nobility, why the, why the, why the kickback? I was not asking for advice on magic. I was not asking advice on things that Azara is capable and, and way more knowledgeable of. But for matters of the citizens and of the people and of this keep, I think you and I are the ones that we refer to. Now, if you, I'm trying to learn from you. Am I wrong? Should we send that vile man off to, off to be with the, the woman we just helped? Agnes is like, the corner of her mouth is tugging up into a smile and she's like, I love to see this passion in you, brother. If you feel this in your heart and you know it's right, you should make it so. And it shall be, and I, and I will not be at this ball. Uh, th this, is, this is outrageous. This is nothing but a waste. If all the resources that were used for that ball were instead put into Evening Star, perhaps we would be on a better way. Do you not agree that if we go to the ball, we might have a better chance of getting said resources? Hmm. I think, I think we would gain something, but I fear we might lose something as well. And what's that? The chance to be change. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. I, I feel like we will be lost in this, in this avarice, in this greed. I, I don't mind if you, if, if you go and you do what you have to do and Marcel wins the tournament and gets that money for Evening Star for himself, whatever at this point, it doesn't matter. But something, something is sick. What has what has turned your stomach so much about this man? He's certainly a showboater, and his hair is atrocious. But what is it about him that makes you think he goes from distasteful to it sounds like evil? It, am I the only one with this taste in my mouth from him being in the room? He's no, I've never wanted to be around someone less in the past ten years. So I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. This is, there's, there's something wrong with how the expectancy of nobility, this is not what I, this is not what I expected. I expected to at the very least be able to make my own decisions when I agreed to come and, and, and lead Evening Star. Well, Lord. Man. Or is Dusk still D there? <laughs> well, he, he, yeah, Dusk is Dusk is your seneschal. He he's generally around, like whenever these kind of meetings. He's not saying anything. He just lingers in the back, but he is generally around, like, and you know he doesn't interject unless you know there's something. Here. May I speak? May I just perhaps offer you a bit of um, 
insight that is you are more than welcome to ignore. It is merely a man who has been playing this game for a long time. Yes, please do, Dusk. Like, like Lady Baroness has said, you are very passionate, and I think that that is important. And I can see in all of your hearts that you truly want what's best for the people of Evening Star and the people of Cormid. I also understand where Lady Azara comes from. I know this game. Perhaps her exagger- perhaps her comments of getting our throat slit is a little exaggerated, though not entirely. There are those who will go to any lengths to see their things happen. But if I may be frank, I am a man who cannot make a change in Cormir. And I can do what I can to help you, to help other nobles, but I cannot change anything myself. You can. Both of you can. And I think that you're strong-willed enough that you won't lose that sight of that. The Duchess Marlier is shrewd. She's not like that man that she sent to speak to us. I suspect she sent that man specifically to try and gauge what kind of nobles you are, to see how you'll treat him. And then he'll go back, tell her what's happened, and then she'll have an idea of you. She's a smart woman. She knows how to run her city, and she runs it well. The people there are generally well looked after. There are some problems with the merchants and gold and greed, but she's a smart woman, and I suspect that this is all part of learning who you are more than anything else. So if you do not wish to go, don't go. But see it as an opportunity as well. This is your chance to make some of these changes, to understand your enemy, perhaps. You're a hunter, Tarkle. You understand that to be able to hunt a deer, you must first understand the deer's environment, where it feeds, where it drinks. Think of it in that way, perhaps. I will say no more. It is not my place, but uh, an old, trust an old tiefling who's been around these places for a long time. There'll be more to this than just that man and his funny hair, I assure you. Tarko will let out like a sort of sigh. Thank you, Dusk. I think uh, I think I've just been having some rough sleep. I'm sorry, Agnes. I'm sorry, Marcel. I'm sorry if I overreacted. Uh, so we should not treat this man with ill will. Perhaps we shouldn't send him to sleep with King One Eye if he's going to report back to Moliere. Well, I think that perhaps again. That would say a lot about who you are, and I can't infer exactly how the Duchess will take it, but I think it sends a statement. Tarkal, I, I, I lived in the rotting structure of the nobility for a long time, and my biggest weakness is to not see that rot when it's underneath me because I'm so used to it. So I trust you if you really think that this is one of those times, but she is our neighbor. And if she wants to borrow a cup of sugar sometime, we should know her name. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, So perhaps we can bring him to the manor and let our, our citizen know that there'll be another room taken up and just tell her to stay inside of her room and lock her door and take some, take some medicine or something for her head. <laughs> oh, I need to sleep. Anything from Marcel? 
I think, Are you going um, to compete in the tournament, Marcel? Well, coin is coin. And what better way to take coin from nobles than to possibly kill those of who are part of it? I don't think it's that kind of tournament. We shall see. <laughs> we shall see. I think, Marcel, you would also probably hear in your head uh, the sword. Perhaps in Arabel, we might be able to find somebody who knows more about what happened. Find a, somebody who knows something about me, maybe? How to deal with this? There's a good chance, yes. Azara, hmm. uh, I, have you gone to your tower room when you stormed off? Yes. I think, um, you know, shortly after you kind of make your way in, slamming the door behind you kind of thing, uh, a few moments later, you do hear a kind of gentle knock um, and Alyssa's voice kind of comes through. Magister Azara, are you all right? I'm just, I'm, yes, I'm fine. Do you need something? Only to check on you, Magister. I heard that commotion and, you know, well, I don't need to look after the Baron and Baroness right now. And if you do need someone to speak with, I am here if you would like someone to talk to. Or I am happy to leave you alone if that's what you require. I am, I understand the need for space sometimes. After a few minutes, I'll uh, open the door and just kind of yeah. like sit on the other side, but like yeah, leaving just... a clear chair for her. Yeah, she stood there. She kind of steps in very formally and regally as a knight does. Um, and she just nods and takes a seat. Um, and just kind of like gives you a moment if you want to speak first. If not, she'll she'll speak up. Do you understand war, Alyssa? Of course you do. What am I saying? I haven't been to war yet, I must admit. I've trained for it. I've learned a lot about it, but I've mm -hmm. never been in full war. Battles, but not war. But you understand the risk. You understand what happens in war. I do. I do. I lost my mother to war. I heard. I've seen what happens when you're not prepared. I've seen what happens when you're too soft. I've seen what happens when you're too hard. I've been through too much. And I thought, I thought coming here would be different. I thought coming here, aiding new nobles, people who aren't blinded by greed or hate or selfishness, this was a, it's a new start. I, I, I believe in what Lady Crownsilver says, saying that nobility can be different. That's all I want. All I want is nobility to be different. Gods know all I want is nobility to be different, but we can't be stupid either. And I, I just, I'm frustrated because all I am to them is some elf in a dress who knows magic. And if I may be honest, Magister, I think that to some of them, you are more than that, but they are new Lord Crown Silver, especially he is not of noble birth. He has come from a different place. He does not know the game as you and I know it. Lady Crown Silver, well, I've soldiers talk. Lady Crown Silver, why is a rebellious young woman? 
but she has also grown up in the finery of a noble house. And I perhaps think that her view on things is a little naive at times. She has not lived a hard life up until now. And even now she's still a noble. I was, I was not. My parents are merchants. I made my way to captain through a lot of hard work and a lot of politics. So I understand. But I also know that if we keep playing the game, we never change it. If we just keep playing into their hands, if we just keep doing the things that we've always seen and we know, we're just going to keep that game going. Sometimes in a battle, when you're fighting, if, you, if the opponent knows your moves and you know their moves too well, it becomes a stalemate. You need something to change the status quo, something to shake things up, something that they don't expect. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. And I, I think, agree. I think that they are people that nobody will expect. I, I agree with you. And, not but, and. When you're fighting, if you have one arm and no legs and they have eight arms, you're at a disadvantage. You can't change the game until you play the game. And I wish they could just understand that. I don't want the game to go on. I've, fl I've fled from corrupt nobility. I don't want corrupt nobility, but I want the power to be able to change that. And if we don't have the power, we'll just be crushed and all of this will be for nothing. And what's the point? Why am I risking my life if they're not going to try to change anything? She kind of just nods and like puts like a, a gauntleted fist on sort of your shoulders, like give them time. They'll learn the game, whether they like it or not. And if they're at a disadvantage, well, you and I have to make it up for them. And there are ways you can do things, Magister. Forgive me for saying this. It's a lesson I learned as a recruit, but your commanding officers don't always need to know what you're up to. <laughs> and I'm here if you need help. And she stands up and bows her head. I heard stories of your mother, and to know that I was assigned to the same task as you is an incredible honor. And she just bows her head. Azara gives like the first genuine smile she has in like three weeks and just <laughs> like pats Alyssa on the shoulder. Yeah. You are welcome to my tower anytime. Thank you. It is a very good distraction from the barracks. <laughs> well, and she just nods. <laughs> I will keep a second cup for tea for you every night if you'd like to join me. Thank you, Magister. And she leaves. And unless there is anything from the other three, Shall we end it there? As I believe, ah, that, that was, was a, a killer a scene fitting. to stop on. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was. I think good. Well, all of that. I think, like, God. I mean, let's just as a bit of a wrap up because I always do like doing a bit. Like, John, like Shady, man, that seriously, <laughs> fucking yes. I love it. <laughs> oh my Dude, God. you set it up. You you made you made the scene. It's perfect. That's what it's all about, man. Like, and well, it's also just going with certain things. Like you took that little dream sequence and were like, cool, this is a really cool thing that I'm going to latch on and run with. And mm -hmm. then having, cause it created this really like conflict between Azar and, and, and Tarkle, but then also a bonding moment with Agnes and Tarkle and Marcel. Mm -hmm. Finally, Marcel has something that he can like <laughs> be like, yes. Uh, with I everyone. like money. 
Yeah, no, it's well, great. That's how I was going to say. My two favorite quotes from tonight was when Mark, well, when the innkeeper said, you know, when people get in the cups, I've never heard get in the cups before. That's amazing. And then Marcel just going, coin is coin. I'm like, mm, coin that's on a t shirt right now. Coin is coin. <laughs> it's so Witcher. I love it. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> coin is coin. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. What about anybody else? Any other like bits you guys want to sort of like debrief? We've got like a few minutes. Um, I mean, we got our Tressum. You got your Tressum. I just want to make sure that we have time to discuss the letter that I got back because it's super important. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Like, okay, do you want to like, do that in character or do you want to save that for the first thing next week? Uh, we can save it for the first thing next week, I guess. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is like drastically going to change things. So well, I, I really, think that basically I talk about it. We could have, we'll start next week with that letter arriving, okay. Zara reading it, and then you can present that information to the others, basically. I think, well, yeah. that's, should we do that? And then start yeah. that. Yeah, and then we'll do like awesome. a big um, time jump as well uh, to kind of get us to this ball and, and stuff like that and get some of these cool things that you guys have bought. So we'll yeah. probably have like the library and things like the inn and stuff um, get repaired. So we guys can set that up. Is that cool? Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Dude, Let's do I shout love outs. That all the characters oh, are just like getting more and more fleshed out. And I think all y'all yes. are such good role players that now I'm like excited for what your characters are going to do because I'm starting to I, know them better. So yeah. fun. I love it so much. Seeing you guys like really throw into the role play is my favorite thing in the world. And then I love having the NPCs relate to that as well. Um, I can't wait for, for that stuff to get, to get deeper. Alyssa's cool. my new best friend. Yeah, man. Well, again, I think you two both come from a very similar sort of mindset so it makes sense that she would kind of reach out to you with her frustrations with marcel and the ground silvers so uh yeah so cool right let's do some shout outs um let's start with let's start with mr nate sharp because he's super quick normally <laughs> hi um oh, i don't know i have a new album coming out late october pre-orders are open now so if that's something uh, you might be into Head to NateWantsToBattle.com and pre-order it. I pre-ordered it. Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh my God. What's the name of the album? Album is called What You Want. What You Want. Hey. There you go. Pre-order what you want now. Yep. Do it now. Um, I mean, the, the, that sentence says it all. Pre-order what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pre-order what you want, which happens yeah. to be the album called yeah. What You Want. Yeah. yeah. Do it now. I'm going to throw it over to Mika. Oh, God, I was reading. Uh, hi, I'm Mika. I don't have an album coming out. Um, <laughs> I don't have anything coming out. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, uh, follow me at Mika Burton on Twitter and Instagram and at Rini's Wild Shape is my dog's Instagram. And I post pictures. I don't know if you can see it, but she's right there. Oh, you probably can't, but she's on the floor next to me taking a nap. Um, and I have a cute dog. I have some things that I've done that I can't talk about yet, but keep your eye. Oh my God. In a week, I can talk about it. So be prepared. Be prepared. That's exciting. Uh, uh, that Anna. What my brain did too. Who's I, above me? I am Anna and I also don't have an album coming out. <laughs> and I also have a cute dog who has an Instagram who uh has just celebrated one year of her no nose surgery that saved her from cancer oh, so yeah. that's on her How instagram right now big poggers big poggers i know poggers. i posted 
I posted her um, post-surgery pictures for the first time in a post the other day and like the evolution of how she came back from it and how she's happy now. And so that was really fun. But uh, if you want to follow me at Anna Prosser everywhere, and I usually post when I stream right now, I have shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Thursdays when I role play um, Star Wars, and I'll let you know any other stuff on social media. And I tag Mark. Hey. Thank you. I don't have an album coming out that you can pre-order. <laughs> I don't have a dog's Instagram. Mm. Um, but you can watch me DM more D&D on my show. It's called High Rollers D&D. Um, we stream on Sundays and Thursdays. It's been a little bit uh, disrupted recently. We've just been having a lot going on. I don't think we're streaming this Sunday, um, but we should be streaming Curse of Stroud on Thursday, and then we'll be back to normal hopefully next week. Um, but that's my normal D&D show. You can come and check that out. You can also follow me on Twitter. It's at Sherlock underscore Humes, uh, and I post anything of relevance that I'm doing. Right now, if you've never seen it before, you can go and see me dressed up as Bowser or Renoa from Final Fantasy VIII on my Twitter. How about that? That's an exciting thing you can do. Uh, and I will throw it to my good boy, Shady Penguin. Hi, guys. I'm Shady Penguin. Thank you, Mark. Uh, I actually do have an album coming out, uh, 2024. You cannot pre-order it. It will be exactly two tracks of um, me snoring, and then the next track is me clapping. So very high quality. Do it now. I love it. 2024, yeah. it's happening. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll have a special guest. Looks around the room. A guest <laughs> clap along with me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, also, yeah, my hair is in a top knot because it's too long for me to care about anymore. And I uh, do not take this as financial advice. My portfolio is up 4%. Everyone can type POG. Follow me on Instagram if you want to know more about how much uh, investing I'm doing. And that is going to be it for me. Back to Mark to do, the, to do the closing. I guess that's it. So that's it from us. We will see you all next week, I believe, um, for more Nights of, uh, Nights of Evening Star. Uh, till then, take care, look after yourselves, love each other, and yeah, just be good peeps. Bye. Bye, everyone. Hey, guys. Bye.